Welcome to Your Bestetician Podcast, featuring Cersei Kelly, your bestie and esthetician rolled into one. Listen as Cersei reveals insider information from over 20 years in the med spa industry, along with practical advice as a mom and wife riding the roller coaster of life. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Your Bestetician with Cersei Kelly. Esthetician and your esthetician and bestie all rolled into one. Today, we're going to be talking about skin health as a mental wellness issue. Is skin health a mental illness wellness issue or not? I have come across a few articles recently that talk about this idea of topical skincare products that focus on mental wellness. And at first, it sounded a little wacky, and I still think it does a little bit, but we're going to dive a little deeper into it. Because apparently, the next chapter of wellness in our society is going to be a mind-body-beauty connection where mental well-being and physical appearance are interconnected. I did come across a a study that was conducted in August 2022, and it featured 775 participants. The majority of participants, 94%, were female, and the largest group, 49%, is, I believe it is Gen Z, 18 to 24 years old. Of those participants suffering from acne, more than 70% of them had received negative comments about their condition or appearance, which is very disheartening and sad to think about. 40% had been suffering from the condition for more than 10 years. 74% of the participants suffered from post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. For those of you who don't know what that is, Um, It's sometimes referred to as PIH, and it refers to those dark spots that are left over from acne. So of those people that suffered from hyperpigment or post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, nearly 50% of them had received negative comments from someone close to them, while nearly the same amount of participants felt depressed due to those dark spots, which is so sad. It's the same thing with eczema um, or atopic dermatitis. People reported missing out on social activities due to their condition, while about one-third of the participants had edited images of themselves to hide their condition. Let me just stop right there. And this is nothing new. So editing images of ourselves... um, It's nothing new. All these filters, if they had been around in the Middle Ages, whatever, or when our parents were younger, people would have done it. Henry VIII had a a proposed wife and were one of his wives that was he was supposed to get married to, and she was in Germany. He had never seen her before, obviously. And he had these portraits sent over of her 
before he married her to see what she looked like. And she was beautiful in the portraits. And then when she came to England to marry him, he was like, you are butt ugly. You look nothing like the portraits that you sent of yourself. Go home. So this is nothing new. We've been trying to improve ourselves um, in paintings or on social media since the beginning of time. I'll never forget when I was probably, I guess, nine years old. My brother was three and my older sister was about 14. And my parents had this oil portrait done of the three of us. Well, the poor artist had to keep redoing the picture because my sister kept, she would look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I want my nose to be thinner or I want my hair to be blonder or I want my teeth to be whiter or whatever. So she kept editing the picture and the artist kept having to redo it. And now the painting looks nothing like her. It's so funny. Whenever we look at it, we joke about it because she's like, yeah, that looks nothing like um, what I looked like at that age. So we've been doing this forever. Now it is just easier to do. It's at our fingertips. We've got filters everywhere. And we want to look like the filtered images of somebody else. Well, guys, they're all filtered. They're all edited. And we've got to realize this. Now, um, I do believe that people today, this current generation of Gen Z, 18 to 25 years old or so, they're just more easily offended. They're more emotional. There, I said it. And it's parents fault for bringing them up that way. But that being said, skincare marketing has taken advantage of this. And they've come up with these skincare brands and lines that claim to improve your self-worth. And they have these funny little names. And instead of going to the psychologist or the psychiatrist or opening your Bible, people buy this skincare expecting it to improve their self-worth. So Self-Made is a skincare brand that claims to be, quote, the first emotional well-being brand that incorporates therapeutic ingredients and science-backed skincare routines to fuel personal transformation, end quote. There are four products, and they have really funny names. Get ready. The first one is Secure Attachment Comfort Serum. The second one is True Grit Resilience Scrub. And I did try that one. I'll tell you about it in a second. The third one is Self-Disclosure Intimacy Serum. And then the fourth one is Collective Experience Comfort Cream. I tried the True Grit Resilience Scrub. Personally, I prefer the Zio Exfoliating Polish. Um, but you get what you pay for. And it's all right. I mean, it's a scalp and a body exfoliator that minimizes excess oil production and makes your skin soft. It does. It's got a little vitamin C in it, some uh, low percentages of alpha hydroxy acids, and it's fine. But if you're looking for skincare to change your self-worth and make you feel better about yourself, first of all, make sure it's quality skincare and it's actually going to do what it says it's going to do. I do believe that skincare can change how you feel or I wouldn't be an esthetician and that's how I make money. I wouldn't do what I do. Trust me. I love that about my job that I can help people feel better about themselves, especially when it comes to acne, um, discoloration, dark spots, melasma. It, I have changed people's skins and they do feel skin and they do feel better about themselves. 
but I'm not expecting it to fill that self-worth void. facial sometimes and I'm here and we talk but um I digress I, I and I do think that sometimes skincare can help your mental health um because it's a type of self-care so going through your skincare routine every night it can be a great way to unwind it can boost your self-confidence which in turn can increase your self-esteem and overall happiness I also always preach to people that establishing a morning and night skincare routine can help you maintain order and some predictability in your life. So, but I guess what I'm saying is that in, at the end of the day, chasing that filtered version of yourself will always lead to disappointment. Um, Dr. Herring, our physician here, and my mother says I've heard her say this a few times to patients, and she claims that they would always say this um, when she was an anesthesiologist, that the enemy of good is better. So when you're chasing, when it comes to Botox and filler and microneedling and skincare, when you're chasing that filtered version of yourself, the enemy of good is better. Just it's un when you're chasing the unrealistic version of yourself, that's when things go wrong. So find what makes you happy, find that spiritual balance, and then work on your outside appearance. Jenny Simile, who was on a couple of episodes ago, had a great point when she talked about her litmus test that she uses for med spa procedures. She said that if she tells herself that she would not have that procedure done until it tell her other people about it, that she had it done, then she's not going to do it. And that's a great little test to have with yourself. If you're also, if you're doing something for your appearance because of others' negative comments or because of your perceived perceptions of what other people think of you, then that just means that they ain't happy with themselves and it will always, they will always have something to say. We've gotten pretty good at reading people when they come into Auburn Metastetics, especially when it has to do like with body dysmorphia. There's a very fine line. I want to enhance what people look like. I want to make people feel better about themselves. But if I can tell that they're just chasing this version of themselves that will never make them happy, then we have to have a talk. And tell them that, you know, there's some other things that they might want to work on that they might want to um, visit. So I hope this has been helpful for y'all. Um, skin health as a mental wellness issue. Is it considered a mental wellness issue? You know, probably not. We're talking about the beauty industry here. It's been around forever. I hope this has been helpful for y'all. If you have any other questions or if you have something that you want me to research and talk about, then please do contact me, Cersei Kelly at AuburnMedAesthetics.com. Do follow us on Instagram and Facebook at AuburnMedAesthetics. And I can't wait to talk to y'all again soon.
You've been listening to the Your Esthetician podcast featuring Cersei Kelly, licensed master esthetician. Be sure to follow her Instagram, Auburn Medesthetics, for more med spa tips and trends.